1: reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never going to get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe. get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara.
2: Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. I'm still Jen. Still Jen. I want to test my mic, can
1: I? La <laughs> la 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 la. It's the morning, people. Works.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the morning.
1: You love us when we're doing a m- yes. morning recording session. Yes. This oh. is a special
2: episode, right? It is a special episode. We'll get into that in just a moment. But t- Well, we can actually get into it now. It is October. Mm -hmm. It's the first week of October. And it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we are doing a special all pink, highly informative episode. This is a pretty grim stat, but let's just be real. About one in eight women, let's think about how all the women you know, One in eight US women, about 12%, will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. This is according to breastcancer.org. I don't mean to bum you out, but I just—I like to keep it real on fat mascara. Mm -hmm. I think we both do. So um, it's still gonna be a fun episode. Please listen up, share this information with your friends, family. And um, hang in there. What topics do we have today, Jen? Um, first, I just want
1: to say, yes, it's a grim stat, but there is good news. So we're going to yes, have some of you, that. Yes, thank you, Jen. Too. No, and and a lot of, we're going to talk about some products first off, actually. They give money to research, which is some of the good news. because Legit give money. Yeah. So they're funding a lot of new research about yeah. preve- not just preventative, but also treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the pink products, but there are some good ones. And then uh, my dermatologist, Dr. Heidi Waldorf, I spoke with her about some of the skin Care concerns that women who are going through breast cancer treatment deal with. Your skin changes completely. Chemo, radiation, what that does to you. So whether you're have you have or might have to deal with breast cancer, have someone like that's a family or friend. We have a lot of good tips for how to care for your skin. So those
2: are our two special
1: topics. And then
2: and then we have the incredible beauty legend Sonia Kashuk. She's going to talk to us about a wealth of topics, including her life. Post Target, you may know her products from the Target um, chain store, but she is a celebrity makeup artist. Oh, she hates that title, but she works with lots of celebs, <laughs> and she creates the best tools in the universe. And um, she also has some really informative words to talk about breast cancer. She's a survivor. She's a survivor. So um, there's a lot of great information here. We have a lot of fun. Please stick with us, and I promise you're going to leave this episode with so much to tell your friends and family.
1: It's the Booby Special. Booby Special.
2: Jen, I fly Delta all the time. Do you fly Delta? I fly every... I fly all the flights. You do fly all the flights. Um, I'm a big Delta gal. Well, last night, or yesterday rather, passengers flying Heathrow to JFK got a special surprise. Elizabeth Hurley, global ambassador of the Estee Lauder Company's breast cancer campaign, Mm -hmm. and also... Campaign. Campaign. It's fancy. My icon... Growing up, I didn't know that. I was obsessed with her. Okay. Safety pin dress. Safety pin dress. That's what got me. It wasn't even Austin Powers. Just, uh, we're just going to sidebar for a second. Yes. You know how Estee Lauder hired Kendall Jenner to get the millennials? Yes. Whatever the hell generation I am, I don't even freaking know. She was like, when they brought her onto Estee Lauder, she was my Kendall. I don't know if she was the other kids, Ah. she wasn't the other kids' Kendall. I was obsessed. I had my walls papered. I'm going to find a picture. Papered with Estee Lauder ads. That's so funny. Like advanced night repair. Like whatever freaking... Oh, remember her with water, the puppies? Raincoat mascara. What? With the puppies for Estee Lauder pleasures. pleasures. Yeah. Don't get me started. Anyway, icon, living, breathing. So she so, got on a Delta flight? So she got on a Delta flight and she surprised the passengers and she distributed pink ribbons that her friend, her mentor, the late, great Evelyn Lauder co created 25 years ago. People don't realize that Evelyn Lauder created that pink ribbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started the breast cancer, um, the Estee Lauder company's breast cancer campaign. So she basically was raising awareness. There's all these fun photos on social. We'll right. them, put one up. But the the idea behind the campaign is that um, the BCRF Breast Cancer Research Fund they really they support research and through- that's the nonprofit
1: arm. Uh, still, Estee is involved, but it's the nonprofit research foundation, yes. right? Yes, thank you. Whereas for- the breast cancer campaign is the like. Raising awareness so they don't say that anymore because we're all aware. Right. I think they changed the name do actually they? this year. It's just breast cancer campaign.
2: Continue. So, so they do all this great research, which is so important. And um, if you buy these great pink products, which we'll talk about in a Love moment. Love a
1: pink product. I
2: mean, some of their greatest hits, like the dramatically different moisturizers. We know Estee Lauder Companies owns you know um, brands like Clinique, Aveda, Bobby Brown, Tom Ford. Wow, like the list goes on. Um, they will a portion of the proceeds helps fund this research. So for every $25, Mm -hmm. that supports another half an hour of research. So if I'm
1: buying, like, an an Estee Lauder night repair and, you know, 20% of that's going to BCRF, like...
2: It has to be the pink product, though. Right, right. Um, And through the month of October, Exactly. I
1: think their goal is to make $8 million in donations this year, which is insanely awesome
2: awesome um there's also a social fundraising effort so for every unique post on instagram or twitter with both the hashtag and guys listen closely but we can also promote this on our social and on our blog hashtag pink ribbon 25 and hashtag elc donates from now until october 31st of this month um they will help that will help um raise money for it. So please do that.
1: I love when you just have to put a hashtag and it gives money.
2: I know. It's I almost, almost really like gu- free money. It's like, <laughs> did I just do something? I feel guilty for Yeah. I'm just like, okay, I didn't really give my money, but if you want me to just hashtag this, sure. I know sure. it's like Twitter activism that actually works. It's like right. such a cheat, but I, it's, it's great.
1: And so it's not, but it's not just Estee Lauder that supports this all month long. Like a lot of the beauty cam- uh, companies get behind it, right?
2: Totally. Now, I just want to tell you one a, a couple of my favorites. Oh, uh, okay. Because I want to hear yours. Oh um, wait, a pink product? Pink products. Pink products. Do so I have two pink products. So one is at La Mer is like the goal product for so many people, but it's just really out of reach for, you know, the average bear. They make a limited edition baby La Mer. It's $85 Still uh, You know a may- Mega splurge But it's about um, 15 milliliters But it's still a good size And if you've ever used La Mer, You know you just need to like Whisk your finger Across the top And that's enough Because it's like caulk It's like <laughs> amazing You know but like You put a little bit on And suddenly you're like You're all secured You're sealed in
1: By caulk she means Thick and
2: rich Yeah and thick and rich <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say Not um, pasty but, yeah. And filling back yeah. spackle holes Exactly no, it, It's like you put it on And you're done You're in there So that's um. nice if you've never Tried it and you want to, that's a good way, exactly. In. And it, I promise you, it'll last you a long time. And $17 from the $85 goes to BCRF, the, the, yeah, exactly. Dude,
1: you just funded like 20 minutes of research, good job!
2: Yeah, so that's a guilt free indulgence. What's your other one? Um, Donna Karen Cashmere Mist hand, um, Duo, it comes with a little hand cream and a little mini spray. It's just like that's one of the most beautiful scents to me, Cashmere Mist. And I love a perfume hand spray, a perfume. Like a mini spray. Yeah. Because I just don't think there are enough of them. And because then you can be, you know, shopping around and trying different scents. Exactly. And and that one is only $20 and 20%. So that's, oh. Oh, math in the morning. Ah, (laughs) Help. 20%. $4. $4. Thank you. (laughs) So um, not bad. And 20 bucks, I mean, if I tell you the dumb stuff I spend 20 bucks on, Wait, we'll do that in
1: another episode because yeah. that's a fun thing God. to know.
2: So I just wanted to call out two products that I like that are
1: giving to breast cancer research. One is Shiseido Rouge Rouge. Have you used those lipsticks? Oh, yeah. Those are nice. Good pigment load. Yeah. And the shape of the bullet is that like already swooped down so it, you don't have yes. to like, break it in. I'm really into it. Um, Anyway, they support every lipstick in these three pink shades. It's like Peruvian Pink, Primrose. You can go on their website. They'll donate $5 to Cosmetic Executive Women Cancer and Careers. Oh, that's a great organization. Which if you keep listening, you'll hear a little bit more about because Sonia talks about that. Mm -hmm. She's super involved. So that was one thing I liked. And the other one was, you know Sigma brushes? Yeah, those are great brushes. They're great brushes. So they're flat kabuki, which... It's not good for like applying a product, but if you have foundation on and you look too foundation-y, has that ever happened to you? you put it on you're like, oh my God, I did pancake face by accident, like heavy handed. Probably four days a week for me. Okay. Yeah. So you get the flat kabuki from Sigma and buff in. And so it doesn't take off the makeup that you have on. It just like sort of like presses it in so you don't look quite as made up.
2: Nice. Anyway,
1: it's a good brush. They have a special pink one um, and they're donating the proceeds to bright pink. Which is a nonprofit organization focused on prevention and early detection of breast cancer and ovarian cancer in young women.
2: Oh, amazing. So nice from Sigma. So there you go, pink products for the people. I love this. Yes. Guys, please get on it. We're going to be on it, we'll be posting, tweeting away. <laughs>
1: So the second part of our Breast Cancer Boobie Special episode, we wanted to ask a dermatologist what are some of the most common concerns of women that have breast cancer as far as their skin goes. So we reached out to Dr. Heidi Waldorf. The one I always hear about is dry skin, which she agreed that happens even if you're not undergoing chemo or radiation just from your uh, just having an immune system that's down. Mm -hmm. So you were so happy about one of her tips about dry skin, right? The oh, washing the, the hands, the Dove. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm a big Dove gal.
1: Um, she said, "You know how you have to wash your hands so much because your immune system is compromised." Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a doctor. You can tell by the way <laughs> I just pronounced <laughs> immune system. Um, her trick is she likes to put Dove body wash at the sink because it's more moisturizing. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Remember, it's not about um, how harsh your cleanser is getting rid of germs. It's how long you wash your hands." So you could use a soft, gentle cleanser, but sing "Happy Birthday" twice while you're washing your hands if you're really in con- your head. In in your head. No, I don't know. Maybe you could just like sing to yourself <laughs> in the mirror. Um, I thought that was a good tip too. So what,
2: what else did she tell us? So we all, she also pinpointed those unusual suspects because it's not just like the, the cleanser that you're using. What are those other things in your life that may be irritating your skin?
1: Right, because your skin's more sensitive when you're exactly. undergoing chemo and radiation.
2: And one that I thought was really clever was fabric softener. Yes. Those sheets and even like the liquid fabric softener too. She was into the reusable sheep's wool or plastic
1: balls. Right, so instead of doing a sheet which sometimes have like tallow or lanolin or mm-hmm. a lot of fragrance and it coats your fabric in like a weird film. You know how your softer towels feel after you use a fabric sheet? Mm-hmm. It's not cuz it's like softening the fabric. It's literally putting it's like coated everything lotion on the fabric. Mm-hmm. So those reusable balls you throw in there it just has lower levels of all of that and could be less irritating. I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. That was good. the, the last Last thing that I'm going to say might be slightly controversial. So definitely talk to your doctor specifically about this. But she said some oncologists are, are saying be wary of antioxidants while you're undergoing cancer treatment. I hadn't thought about this. It's very interesting. Antioxidants, we've talked about a bunch. They're great anti-agers because they protect cells from free radicals, environmental damage, aging. But think about that. An antioxidant is also protecting every kind of cell, including a cancer cell in some cases. So you should talk to your doctor if you're undergoing treatment or you know someone who is because maybe putting on that really strong antioxidant serum is good for your skin, but it might also be protecting those cancer cells. Mm
2: -hmm, So there's mm -hmm. not
1: a ton of research on this. And she also, Dr. Heidi Waldorf, she said, make sure to talk to your own doctor about it because they are still good ingredients. Right.
2: So we asked her about brands that are geared for women undergoing cancer treatment. Um, She felt that some of them, you know, had some great ingredients, but you didn't need to necessarily buy a a brand that is specific for women undergoing cancer.
1: Right. Like it's extra marketing. You're probably paying extra just because it
2: has like a call-out, this is special for a cancer patient. Right. She said the biggest marketing point is the absence of several ingredients that patients are often concerned about, like phthalates, synthetic fragrances, parabens. However, quote, you can find other products without parabens and phthalates. And also, this is a really important thing to note, she said natural is not by definition safer or less allergenic than synthetic. Mm-hmm. Think of poison ivy. Ingredients that are in their natural form may not provide the best benefit from their active components.
1: Like lanolin. Another one um, she's called out, and other people have. It's in a lot of products, including like Aquaphor, even. That's a sheep's wool extract, and it can be irritating for some people. But again, you should totally talk to your doctor because everybody is, you know, unique. You're all special and unique flowers. Yes. So you need to find out what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, this was a little bit helpful for you guys. Here is Sonia Kashuk, who's a makeup artist that kind of doesn't need an introduction, also a beauty entrepreneur. You've been doing this for, can I say decades? Is that all right? Uh, many decades. Many decades. <laughs> um, and you guys probably know her from the Sonia Kashuk beauty line that was sold at Target or is sold at Target. But we know her because, I don't know, I think you were my first photo shoot with like quote unquote real women. Probably. Because that's like your specialty. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Welcome. Yeah, no, I remember it was, we had to have like women that weren't models that were getting a photo shoot done. And my boss was like, you know who's the perfect makeup artist for this? And that was how I got introduced to you. And you made them feel so comfortable.
0: You know what? I I laugh because I was always kind of the queen of clean. Like, you know, I... Queen of clean. I love it. I think there's nothing more beautiful than a woman's face especially with minimal makeup. So everyone, I just kind of got known as that. And even when I did a book um, many years ago. Real Beauty.
1: 2001. I remember it well.
0: All about no retouching. So that was like way before the whole play.
1: Yeah. So when you did the book, was it about clean You know, the face come through.
0: I think it was really just about embracing your own beauty and whether it was somebody that felt better in makeup, then fine, we'll wear, you know, wear makeup and somebody wanted to be more clean or or kind of more about exposing someone's personal style Mm -hmm. um, and personal likes. There real women in the book. Yes, absolutely. Hashtag real women. Yes. I mean, there was a a variety. No. It makes me giggle. I know. It's a little ridiculous, right? But what else do you call it? It's real. Like, and I almost like, I appreciated Dove doing the whole Re- Real Beauty campaign, but you know anything that is a good message, you hear repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to happen.
1: Uh, but I was proud to be, I would say, a forerunner with that. Yeah. Wait, Let's talk about, just back up a second, how okay. the heck you became a makeup artist in the first place. I don't think I knew this story.
0: Um, it was totally by accident. I was friends with a lot of hairdressers. And I was actually in school for fashion design and I was doing a video for a very good friend of mine and I was doing all the wardrobe. And at the last minute, the makeup artist canceled and they looked at me and said, you know about that kind of stuff. You've got to do the makeup. And I was like, I really know nothing about makeup. I wore a ridiculous amount of makeup. Um, and i ended up doing the makeup and i loved it i had no idea what i was doing but the best thing about this whole story is the song which i'm hoping you two will remember cuz i'm really aging myself but it was funky town
3: like, you want to
1: take me too
0: yes i am taking yeah. you all the way to funky we town you to did the
1: makeup for that music video yeah.
2: oh my gosh so and that a, was literally
0: the yes the whole look like was the it was like, funky Oh, my God, it was crazy. I look at it now. There was like a gold headband on, like lame gold headband. There was blue eyeshadow, And um, it was crazy. I look at it, and I was I, – I didn't know a thing what I was doing. But all I realized is that it was instant gratification. Like you would do something like making a dress was great, but it took time. Where it was much more instant with makeup, and so every hairdress, at the time, you had to get licensed as a makeup artist, so I had to go then to beauty school, so I had to go to my parents and say, I'm dropping out of, like, fashion design, which, it, that was a story just to get there, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to beauty school. Now, where and are you from? Like, where, like, well, like just set I'm the scene. Well, I'm actually Floridian. I was actually born in Miami, okay. but moved to Minnesota in 68 and lived there till 80, um, and then moved to New York. I kind of was a ski bum for a while, but moved to New York in 82.
2: Okay, so you told your parents, okay, no more fashion. It's all about makeup. Yep. Funky town. <laughs> Can you okay. imagine? Like, And you showed your parents the video and everything? I,
0: I think they did not know what to say, but I was okay. paying for the school, so they couldn't really say a whole lot. It was like student loans, whatever you have to do, okay. you do. And... Um, I had finally found, like, I was one of those floundering kids that, okay, a little bit of, you know, it was all about color, shape, and form, but it finally all came together with makeup.
1: Yeah. I think the first, when we, we might have done the shoot in your studio that you had downtown, Mm -hmm. and- I remember walking in, you have these amazing photographs, and I was like, these are gorgeous, lovely art prints, and you're like, I did the makeup on those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Will you tell us about some of the photographers you've worked with? I thought they were just like, you know, pretty on the walls, nice decor. You know, I think that people, I don't know that they know me, but
0: it, you know, became more known through when I partnered with Target for Sonia Kashuk Beauty. But, you know, for years prior to that, from 1982 until... I launched in 1999. I was a working makeup artist, which is why and how I ended up going into the beauty business. Um, and I I came to New York, and I have to say, one of the people that I credit as a huge um, change in my career was Arthur Elgort, the legendary daylight photographer that. I actually met him. I was helping Linda Mason, who was a big makeup artist in the 80s. And um, she had been booked for three days of German Vogue with Arthur and couldn't do one of the days and said to Arthur, can I send in my assistant, Sonia? She'll come with me for the two days and on the third day she'll stay. And that rest was history. Arthur and I hit it off, and he just took me under his wing, and he was really the one who introduced me to American Vogue, and Italian Vogue, and British Vogue, and I traveled the world for, you know, 15 years with him, and Chris John, um, the hairdresser. And it, it was like almost like a rock and roll band, is you know? Is that
2: normal for somebody like Linda to put her assistant up in such a big position? Like, I, I would be scared if I were Linda to be like, use Sonia and then look what happened. I think what
0: happened is, you know, as a, as a makeup artist and as an individual who I hope taught a lot of assistance as well. Mm-hmm. I think you hopefully can recognize those where you know you can make that recommendation and those where you can't. And I was grateful to Linda, yeah. but I also was grateful that I was I had earned her respect yeah. and that she had the faith in me. And so that taught me a lot in my career about teaching. And hopefully supporting assistants and also understanding that assistants will come and they'll go. And it's important for them to open themselves up and go on and create their own lives as well. That nobody, you, you know, you've got to really, like with anybody, let them all
2: fly. Yeah. I think I hear, you know, just from di- talking to different people, some, I guess, um, I'm trying to, like, I guess mentors, sometimes not always mentors, but the people at the top, the top of the team or mm-hmm. the, the mentor, they're not always as generous. So it's right. interesting that she put you in that position and then there you go. You know, you yeah. have that connection who really opened you up for the rest of your career it seems. Um You've worked with a lot of other people over the years. I have. Can you share some other folks yeah. who were a huge part I'm, of your life? I would say um Polly Mellon
0: um, who, legendary stylist, who, <laughs> Grace Coddington um, big photographers from Michel Compte, um Oh, my God.
1: I've never heard that said out loud.
0: Really? And I don't think that's how I would have pronounced it. (laughs) Yeah, he was amazing. And, you know, I also have to credit my very, very dear girlfriend, Cindy Crawford, who has been one of probably my best, closest girlfriend for, as we both kind of go, 35 (laughs) years. (laughs) Um, Because I had the opportunity to work with her and, you know, with her on so many phenomenal projects. Um, and I and I, I think most importantly, I realize that somebody has to put out a hand. like everybody needs help from someone to get somewhere. And I think if you don't recognize that a door opens and you know we have to make ourselves walk through that door, but in life, you can never get anywhere without someone else you you just have to have the belief I guess it goes back to what we were talking about earlier like with Linda having belief in me a photographer has to have belief in you a model has to have the belief so it's getting that support and making sure that you recognize and stay on top of like that who you are and stay true to never kind of screwing An opportunity or screwing somebody. Like, I always understand that somebody has done something, and it. I'm so proud. I have to say that to this day, the relationships I formed in those early days in the '80s are
2: all still a part of my life today. Yeah, I get that. What, um, how you say the belief, making people have that belief in you. How do you have any like tips for people? How do you kind of foster that? I mean, obviously you can do the best job you can. Is it as simple as that? Or is there some other kind of like secret thing that you've uh, One thing you've that I, I
0: guess one bit of advice I always would give a new person is never say no. No matter how big or small the job is, never mm-hmm. say no. Because you never know what's going to come of that. It could be something so small and you're thinking, why am I doing this? This is, well, you know, whatever. But you, you just, you never know in life. Um and I think be honest and be loyal. I think
2: loyalty um, and honesty play a really huge role. That's good advice. So unlike a lot of other celebrity and editorial makeup artists, you're somebody who's always worked on product creation even before you had your own brand. Mm-hmm. So you worked with Aveda for a long time, right?
0: Yes, correct. Can for, you tell me about
2: that? What did you, you do know, for them?
0: Um, in. God, it was eight, in 1989, um, Horst Reckelbacher contacted me because the, the funny thing about, he you was know, the founder, he was the right? founder, sorry, mm-hmm. of Avada And crazy is all get out, but like incredibly talented and a sheer genius. I mean, I think the more um, crazy you are, the more talented you are. I mean, I've had the opportunity to just work with just enormously talented individuals, but... Coming from a small town, the good news was they would always write up things in the paper like local girl done well or when they would follow me around the shows when I was doing shows and um, and so
1: because he was in Minnesota he right? was in Minnesota yeah. the,
0: the company happened to be Minneapolis based so that that's how he had heard about me or whatever and and so he called and said they were they had had a makeup line but it was like They were having a really difficult time. Would you come in and help us and consult for it? So I was like, wow, how great. And I always loved the idea of art and commerce, like the art side of what I was doing. But I was always intrigued with the business side. Mm -hmm. So I actually ended up working with Aveda until 1997. So it was a long run as a, you know, and and so it was also great because financially, when you're working freelance, you know, you're. As good as your next job. So you would wait for the phone and hope your agent's going to call with a job. And I, you know, I did do a lot, a lot, a lot of editorial, which doesn't pay a lot of money. So you might be doing phenomenal work and great things, but you're not necessarily making a lot of money. So So just
2: for our listeners, like, you know, you might see like a makeup artist in Vogue or like, you know, Bazaar, but those aren't the gigs that pay the big bucks. Those are not. Advertising gigs. Exactly. Or
1: consulting on a makeup line Mm -hmm. for a thing. Exactly.
2: It is, you know,
0: you have to do the editorial in order to get the advertising. And, but it just seemed to me that I was like, one of those editorial makeup artists, which was great. You needed this money job. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And then it would always be the conflict that a job would come up and I had already committed to a photographer on an, a, on an editorial job, so I would be making two cents and I'm turning down, you know, $5,000. Mm-hmm. So I was just one of those that wasn't necessarily the luckiest in my scheduling, but... Um, but I got to do great jobs. It
1: goes to that loyalty you were talking about. Yeah. You're playing the long game, Sonia. Yeah,
0: I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't go to somebody and say, sorry, something better came up. It's right. like once you're committed, you're committed. Yeah. Do
1: people do that?
0: 100%. Is that like, and, and word gets
1: around, right, I'm sure?
0: Um, yeah, and I think, you know, you can burn relationships that way, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. It's hard. Be, being innovative though, it must have given you... A lot of knowledge to launch your own line. So you stayed there till '97. You launched Sonia Kashuk in '99, right? I did. But what happened was, you know,
0: when the it was Cindy and I launched Cindy Crawford's Basic Face. Yes. And um, it, we had. GBT. Yeah, I'm taking you way back, <laughs> girls. I'm like, <really, laughs> no, uh, I remember that. It was like a, it was, was it a, like a book. silver
3: book. Yeah. Yes.
0: It was such a great book. I, I still look at it today, and it's still modern and Mm -hmm. still has great tips in it and that's where michelle comte worked on that book with us um as one of the photographers but did most of it but um cindy and i always wanted to work on a project together and so we decided to do this book and it wasn't really product-based because at the time cindy was under contract to revlon i was doing stuff with aveda and so it was more application and the product could be whatever you wanted it to be it was really like technique on application
2: um, was she into makeup? Like, yeah, I feel
0: like it's far out of her way. Come on, was she really into makeup? She was, but in—I mean, Cindy's always been more of natural, like a, a supporter of you know your own beauty. Experimental, like you know, I was thinking about that. I did her once for a um, David Letterman show, and I remember I did a really dark smoky eye. I'll never forget this. And she went on air, and David Letterman was like some sent some, something about her black eyes uh I, I oh like my, my whole oh my heart God. like oh and I you know like, it was cool and it was very fashiony, but it's not one for david letterman like that's not his like he'll take any angle he can, but that was like one of those horrific like you just like mm-hmm. want to die um she did look cool, but it was a statement. Glamorous.
2: Yeah, like I was. Like oh, Cindy was super like, glamorous. No, always. In, in like the nineties with the hair and everything. Right. I don't see like her like as makeup like Apparently her David her Letterman self. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm acting like I know her, Cindy and me. You know, but like to me, she seems more like natural. Like if I'm pitting her against like Naomi and. Linda, I still see her as, like, the more, I'm sure everyone does, like, more all-American, quote-unquote, like, natural beauty.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think definitely the natural beauty, but Cindy was a real chameleon. Like, I used to love being able to do so many different makeup Mm -hmm. looks, and I think when you are so close to somebody, you can experiment within that, because you know that face so Mm -hmm. well, and so it gives you an immense, like, canvas to play with, like... I've done so many different looks with Cindy over the years that, um, you know, it's like that she had the confidence, I had the confidence, and it was just, it was like a wonderful playground. Um, But I think you just, that's just part of makeup. And I'm still a believer, shit, it just washes off. I mean,
1: come on. You (laughs) know what I mean? It's not a bad haircut. So you can have... A lot of time to play. Was that book between so you between when you worked at Aveda and when you launched your own line? Exactly. Did, so yeah. that book came out, and I think um, Horace got wasn't
0: so happy because it's like you know everybody wants endorsement about your brand oh, or your yeah. whatever. So, mm-hmm. and then it, it was at the time when Bobby was launching and Francois was talking about launching and Laura Mercier. That was all of my peers. Like my makeup group was. It was the big makeup artist line explosion. It was the makeup artist explosion. And so, you know, everyone kept saying to me, Sonia, why aren't you doing a brand? You've been doing this for such a long time. like. But the prestige market was already saturated, and I was like, I don't get it. But I had this, like, literally a moment when I was out with Cindy, and we were promoting the book, and I was literally walking up and down an aisle in a Target store, and... I found it overwhelming, and I remember looking at the Revlon wall. And Revlon would have, I don't know, twenty five shades of red lipstick. If you guys can remember, you would go up, and it was just like they were. It was mammoth. And so I thought, oh my god, if I find this intimidating, how must the average woman feel? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, where do you go? How do I know what to do? And so I was like, I know what I want to do. I want to. Partner with Target, and it wasn't like, oh, I'm, if it's not Target, I'm gonna go this one. It was really because they, they had not done their design program at all yet. It was just, I knew them from like growing the collaborations up. Yeah, like none of that was like, happening. Yeah. But I knew them from growing up in the Midwest, and I thought they have, an, they have a really good aesthetic, and they're, they're gonna get it. Yeah. And luckily, they did. I mean, in those days, it was a little scarier because you had to pick up a phone and call somebody. It wasn't like send the email and mm-hmm. you know hit yeah. send, but you know it was like that phone call. But I have to say, they were amazing and they were receptive. And it was you know again in life, it's all timing. Yeah. Um, Apparently, it's all about the Midwest too. Like, these can you imagine? Then I'm back in the mid, back in Minneapolis again. Yes. So I have to say, Minneapolis has been really, really
1: good to me. Yeah. Um, I, I've got
0: a special affinity for the Midwest.
1: So you when you launched your line, uh, we'll talk about what's going on with it now in a second, but let's just talk about product for a moment. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first product that you worked on for, and this was, you were doing mass, not prestige. Mm-hmm. This was different because like putting a makeup artist name on a mass product was kind of new then.
0: I was the first makeup artist yeah, I was to say, go into you? the
1: mass market. I was the
0: first makeup artist to ever go into the mass market. Um, and really the first brand that kind of crossed that, like, luxury at mass. We kind of really helped coin that Mastige Mm -hmm. sensibility. Yeah. And also, I guess I have to say that in terms of product, I was the first affordable makeup brush ever.
1: I wanted to ask you about the brushes, too. Were they, from the start, something that...
0: A hundred percent. That was, like, part, a big part of the whole concept and the whole reasoning, because as a makeup artist, I could not go in and afford to replace makeup brushes when I would lose them. They were like literally $75 for a makeup yeah. brush. Why is that? Why do expensive?
1: they cost so much?
0: I think it, you know, it was hair type, it was they could do it, you know, and there wasn't anybody selling things direct at that time. There was none of that. So I knew that because of my partnership with Target, I could go direct from manufacturing right to retail and so we could sell The most exceptional quality, but keep it affordable. So in terms of product and quality, I was completely um, the same as what you would get in the prestige
1: sector, but at literally a third the price. You cut out the minimum Yeah. So brushes were a big part of the line Huge. It was always a huge part of it. What are some of your other ones that you're proud of?
0: Um, For me, I think I was the first that did like – uh there were so many first. I was like the first lip palettes, the first eye palettes really? ever. Yeah. That's at mass. There were, at mass, yeah.
1: There weren't really palettes back then. I can't. There think wasn't of a real many, no, no, there was not.
0: Palettes was not a big thing. And also just, you know, elevating because I would go to buy like I always bought mascara in mass mm-hmm. market. But you would go to buy an eyeshadow and would be like a stone. You couldn't get Anything yeah. off of it, and packaging was terrible. So I have to say I'm also very proud that I call I really caused a uproar with the whole mass market for all the big beauty companies to kind of step back and say, wait a minute, and it really made everybody look at packaging. Like do we need a little sponge applicator.
1: Nobody's using it. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: It, you know, it was just it caused everybody to kind of like you know what, let's step it up a notch. And I'm grateful that I could help be
2: kind of, a, you know, put that out there. What was the reaction of your peers, like your makeup artist pals? Uh, Were you know like, what genius where they're like, Target. No, Ugh.
0: I'll never forget, and I love him, and with all due respect, and he was probably one of the best hairdressers I know, which was John Sahag. Mm-hmm. And I never, I'll never forget. He looked at me, and he's like, you sold out. And I oh. was like, no, and I love John. And he was like, we worked together a lot. Mm. But I was like, 100%, I did not. Like, I I feel like I'm doing the best deed for all women out there. Like, now nobody, everybody can have great product, and they they won't be pushed away because of price. So I felt I was doing a great deed, not, like, a selling out at all, if anything, you know. And that's one of those things that you always, like, when John got sick, I I thought about it and... um, yeah, it's like those moments that you, those, it's weird that you have those key moments that you remember.
2: Do you think he meant, like, I mean, I was, I hear that kind of thing when it's like, okay, like a music or, you know, like an artist or something, but, like, what? how were you selling out? It wasn't like you were making product before, like, for, like, you know, a, an elite few. You didn't make product at all, so I don't even know what he was talking about. I think there was
0: always a... um a notion about mass market or about quality or about lesser. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I never oh, so was like a he, believer in that. that I, maybe maybe it, was like, that. Yes. Okay, so it was like, yeah. Okay. That maybe right. he was like, it didn't understand the full scope. Cause I, I never, I mean, every single product, that was in that brand I created. Like, right. literally sat at the lab, would spend hours at the lab. I never had somebody go in and create product and bring it to me.
2: Never. Right. He thought you were just like, all right, let's like, put him you know, in my face again. on the Cheerios thing or
0: whatever. You know, um, didn't have the knowledge really mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, and John also, I mean, God love him. You know, he wasn't American. He maybe didn't really know Target. He was like, you yeah. know, so you never know, but I think. Um, there was, I, I maybe just a preconceived idea about mass at that time.
1: Yeah. So you were selling at Target, and then in 2015, correct me if I'm wrong, the they acquired the brand back from you. Yes. And you continued to work with them, right? So what happened was, realistically, I think I, I started
0: thinking like i've I've taken this as big as like I think I can take it, and where our my relationship was with Target of seeing what I wanted to do and maybe what they wanted to do and different things and I just thought this has been such a great partnership. It's time to kind of exit stage right, and you know it it was a long time I mean that was a really long run. You think about you know Bobby was out after a very short time it was you know nobody I was one of the longest makeup artists that stayed affiliated to a brand independently
1: owned right yeah like she sold to Estee Lauder right fairly quickly yes exactly so you owned your brand all the way up till 2015 so what it was is Target and I were partnered on the brand
0: Mm -hmm. so they it was a licensed deal and so um, I owned my name And, um, it was a great relationship. They were, you know, they were a great bank. They, they, I never had to worry. They ran a lot of kind of the logistics side of it. I ran all creative, um, all product, which is why I think it was successful because they did not interfere with the creative process or the product process. Um, cause they didn't, they weren't knowledgeable, just like, I'm not going to tell them. I, I mean, I would tell them you're short on SKUs and stores, but you know, they had to do what they had to do. And I had to do what I had to do. But I think it just, I don't know. I could just, it was just time. Like all of a sudden it was just like, as, as quick as I knew it was time to get in, I knew it was time to get out. But
1: you did it gradually, right? So you well, continued to do a couple more collections? Yeah.
0: What happened was is I we I helped to transition them to kind of set the pace and get them all up to speed. So I stayed on for um, 18 months of helping them transition and get people in place because my office ran so much of the brand. And um, and then as of last February, I was completely done, and they are now running the brand.
1: So any new products that you're seeing with Sonia Kashuk's name, you probably were not the creative director. I was not. So
0: you know, I, it's funny because I like people will send things to me like I on like my Instagram, list. like <laughs> oh, at being Sonia, you're new, and I'm like, nope. They're not mine, but enjoy them. You know, I I guess I'm a little protective, and like, you you know, so it gets. That is, it's hard, Um, but I only wish Target the best with it, and hopefully, um, they'll continue to thrive and do really well with it. You know, is it's always a little bit bittersweet, yeah, um, because it's it's me, and I think that the brand was so much about me, and I was so neurotic about quality and about design and about uh, detail. Like I, I would always say, "Oh my God!" I would your always the
1: bags that were insane. Like you were doing a fashion collection, practically. Yeah, and I still like I
0: treat it like that, yeah. you know. And so, I, you know, looking forward, I'm, you know. Yeah, what Hopefully. are you up to now? I'm not, I'm kind of enjoying some just downtime and trying to decide, like, I always, I, I kind of use the thing, I'm not retiring, I'm just rewiring. What does
2: downtime look like for um, Sonia?
0: It's amazing. I can really go I'll low. Bet. I what can do? go down. What are you doing? Um, I've been, I moved to Miami. Okay, um, Wait, you're not so there today. I'm not no. there, and I I'm, I <laughs> no. still haven't heard. I think my yeah. house is fine, but I'm I'm really not 100. Uh. percent I'm enjoying time. I'm 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 actually a little bit stressed because every day I think about what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What do I want to do? And I think at this stage of my life, it's the next thing will be a passion project. It'll be something that is definitely very design driven because, like, I love makeup, but to me. You know, red lipstick is a red lipstick, and yes, you can put it in a beautiful case. And but in terms of what I love the most is like we were saying, the bags and brush. When I was actually doing designs that you hadn't seen anywhere,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so like to me, I'm um, I'm very aesthetically drawn to packaging. You think we're going to do the, interiors or thing. something? Or I we're would we're love like, to. I have or packaging I have a huge, designs. Yeah, I have a huge love for that, but I. I don't know. It's it's big. You know, it okay. just seems so crowded everywhere. So I think you have to be very clear and very focused on exactly what it is because it just there's a lot of every, and especially even today. I feels like every day I hear about another new makeup line. So yeah. um,
2: mm-hmm. that's for sure.
0: You know, it's a very different place today in the industry than when I started.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is going to air probably in, well, it is in October, Mm -hmm. just to change uh, topics here for a second, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you've been so involved with those campaigns over the years and just being really public about your struggle with breast cancer. So if you feel comfortable talking about it, I wanted to ask you, like, how did that um, inform the way you look at beauty? Like, does it change for you going through a disease like that, that like you think of beauty in a different way at all? Um,
0: first of all, I am more than happy to share and um, talk about anything to do with breast cancer and what I've been through. Um, and I am forever grateful that I'm, you know, on the board of Cancer and Careers, which has been really um, so important to me. Like it's it's an amazing foundation that has really they- had impact for me. And it's really about it's the only organization of its kind that deals with cancer in the workplace. Of what are your rights? as a cancer, going through cancer, what can you do? You know, what can you say to an employee? What do you have to say? And what are your rights um, as an individual? But, you know, for me, I the, the main thing for me was that being that I was with Target at the time of my um, diagnosis, and it's weird, I'm actually, it's 11 years on the 13th. Today's the 11th. So mm-hmm. in two days, 11 years ago, I had my double mastectomy. And I remember going in and thinking, okay, I have to take this opportunity because I was given a voice to help educate women about makeup, share whatever it is you can share. And if you can, you know, it's a very personal thing and some women are happy to talk about it and others are not. But I, um, I felt it really helped me to speak and share and give any insights or help, like I've had s- numerous calls through the years and, and help direct to doctors or questions or you know just sharing my own experience, mm-hmm. so you can kind of help set up what somebody may be in for, um, and understand that it's a journey and you will get through the journey, and it only you know as you go through things in life, it only makes us stronger. And if you can help somebody else through a difficult time, then it only makes me feel... You know, it's almost like I almost feel, like, selfish in a weird way. Like, it makes me feel better to... So it's been something that I try to be as outspoken about as possible and share. And it's even at the end of this month, I'm going back in because my implants turned upside down. Well, and I'm going years. back
1: 11. People don't know that, right? That, they don't last it forever. will happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't know. I was saw an implant and I was like, what is going on? I, someone looked at me and it's like, it looks like you've got like... Huey, you know, with like a, the football <laughs> in oh your breast. I'm like, so and <laughs> oh, literally, I'm going back in for surgery again. But you know, it's a, it's all an okay, yeah, no big deal surgery. I mean, everything is whatever. But you know, it's just part of the process, and yeah. you stay on top of things. And you know, the most important thing that I always like to get out whenever I have the opportunity is the importance of screening. So as long as women stay on top of screening. You will stay on top of your health, and if there is an issue, you will get it taken care of. And um, but time is really important, um, and to stay on top of screening is that is probably like the most important
1: message I can get out there. It seems silly just because we're a beauty podcast to put this in the lens of beauty, but a lot of women when they're dealing with a medical issue, it's like I'm just trying to survive here. I don't care what right. I look like or anything like that. But did you find being in the beauty industry while you were dealing with all this that like actually caring about your appearance or trying to help others like look better actually helps you feel better at all? 100%. Listen, it's I think it goes back
0: to, you know, listen. If if I put on a little bit of blush or some lipstick, it makes you feel better. It's that same mm-hmm. psychological thing as if you put wearing flat shoes or high heels. As <laughs> all of a sudden, mm-hmm. your your shoulders get stronger, you just you feel like you, you're, you're doing okay. So I have always been a believer that a little bit of color or a little bit of something, whether your skin looks better or just whether it's just as simple as a, a squeeze of an eyelash curler for some mascara or a little bit of cheek color um, to just
2: make yourself feel alive. Yeah. That's
0: the most important part.
2: What's the best advice that you got? or would give someone who's going through this right now? Like
1: if they have a friend or family member who's dealing with, like what did, what do you not want to hear? I
2: think, you,
0: you know what? I, I think
1: probably people
0: don't want to hear, you know, Oh, I'm so sorry. I think you will get through it. And, and, you know, I know it's hard to look at somebody and say, you are going to get through this. Um,
1: but you liked when people said uh, that to you. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know, and I think that the mind is so powerful and a positive attitude. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, and you probably have heard it, you know, more than you want to hear. But I think the art of a positive thought and thinking um, plays a really pivotal role. And the more that I can let somebody know it's going to be a tough year. Like, you know, from a cancer diagnosis to, you know, oftentimes treatments or, you know, surgeries, whatever it is, one chooses. You're probably looking at a year with a lot of doctor's appointments and a lot of time, but, you know, you will get through it. And it's amazing how fast a year goes that, you know, you look Mm -hmm. at things. And and I'm sitting here talking to you two and it's Mm -hmm. 11 years. I'm like, how is that possible? (laughs) You know, it just seems like it was yesterday and I'll never forget that phone call ever. But as long as, you know... Stay on top of stuff. That's all. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. Stay on top of your
1: health. Stay on top of your health. It's so easy to ignore and just put it off. I don't don't think about it. Yeah,
0: and I think, you know, most people think. They're like, oh, but I feel fine. Or, you know, I don't have time. Make time. Like, that is probably one of those most important appointments you will make. Forgo a lunch. Forgo, you know, a gym. Yeah. But... Make sure you're you're screening mm-hmm. when you should be.
1: Um, well, we talked about a lot. We talked about career, family, health, all this <laughs> stuff. But we can't let you leave without like asking how you look freaking amazing after going through some shit like that. But also, what is it? Thirty five years you've been a makeup artist.
0: I know it's crazy. What do you I do mean, to your skin I know, every day? I, Tell I, us how I, to have skin like Sonia. You know what? I I have to say I'm a little bit um, neurotic about <laughs> skincare, and I've always been. Um, I I have a facial once a month and have done it for probably
2: 20 years. You think the facial makes a difference? 100%. What's happening during the facial?
0: Um, (laughs) It is derma. I'm like, literally, it's an hour and a half. It's dermabrasion, like, you know, where they're really like in a a subtle reserve is just... masks lymphatic lymphatic oh massage God, so steaming <laughs> right. like i i love nothing more than like you are going to like clean it out well right you know you are going to get in there and clean it out Do you go to the same lady I have Who is she Her name is Vicky Moroff and she's um she's just been amazing and you know i guess that as i'm 58 ready to turn 59 you know you get older and you're you know it's weird when you see yourself aging but I am a believer that I'd rather kind of own who I am and you know listen I'm all for little things here and there I'm I'm sitting here and it's like not gonna I'm not gonna lie you know have I done a little bit here there yes but not like not much not much what at all. What's, like, too
2: much for you? Like, what's I'm something not, that you would I'm not do? Fillers. Like, Botox, botox is no, okay. I, yeah, Maybe.
0: I'm not a filler. Or a facelifter yeah. like, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I almost think it's weird, but in a weird way, if it's a subtle, subtle facelift, I'm almost a believer. If, if someone could knows how to do where you go in and you, like, look like you went on vacation versus yeah. a facelift, it's the fillers and too much stuff that makes me like, so scared, and, you know, and I mean, I was saying, as we were just starting, that I was with my friend, Arthur Elgort, two nights ago for dinner, and he's like, oh, Sonia, you lost weight, and I'm like, no, I've just gotten older, you know, that's <laughs> what happens to your face, you, you know, fits, you lose all the fat, bit. and the ass it or the all, face,
2: the ass of the face, exactly, Pick and one. I,
0: I mean, I don't know, I think I'll let my, I, I'm, you know, it just, it, it's not that great, girls, it's hard, <laughs> no matter which way you look at it, Aging is difficult, but uh, beats the alternative.
1: Wait, so skincare wise, you did do you still have does your line still have? I do. I still use, do you use I them? still
0: go in that store and buy them. I don't know for Stop. how much longer, but I, I do send you them. Come on. I am still going in and buying some of my products. And then I also Ouch. use um, <laughs> uh, quite a few of the BioLogique.
2: Oh, that oh. P50 business. Yes. Yeah. You're using that? The P50? I use some of that. I
0: use that at night and I use my own toner. Um, in the morning. Okay. And then I use a lot of their serums and I also use some Belmont. Okay. What um,
1: do you like from Belmont?
0: Um, I use some of their eye creams. Uh, three different eye creams I use. I'm telling you, I, if you probably lined up my counter, there's probably 25 products. I'm but not kidding.
2: You don't use the three eye creams simultaneously. Yeah, I do. Like, oh there's my a, God. There is a cream, then there's a, and cream, first. Then there's and a gel, first.
0: and then there's another cream. And I keep it kind of towards the outside. Well, look, I got wrinkles. I'm like, oh my God, make those creams work. Why the
1: cream gel cream combo?
0: Because I think all of them together, just like there's a layering thing. There's the number two, the number three, and then the contour. Are we patting? Are we rubbing? I'm patting. Always
1: patting. Patting in your eye cream. Always patting.
0: And on the outer corners, kind of more. Because you don't want to get too much into your eye. Like, that's not fun. But um, very delicate on the outer. And then I also um, use some vitamin C, um, the C-ferulic. From
1: SkinCeuticals? Yes. Yeah. I think it's a great product. Over your whole complexion, not around the eyes. No. Whole whole face, yeah. Okay, how long is this... Prep skincare prep process.
0: Um, it's you know what. Once you go, I'm like, okay, one. Well, I mean, you're you know, seriously I, glowy, I so totally it's I know. No. Um, so I have it the day, and then at night, and I'm use I use retinol at night as well. A prescription or like a over no, the- just from um my dermatologist, but it's not a prescription. Who's your derm? Ellen Gendler.
1: Hmm.
0: I like you know what. I have to say, I was like testing different people, and I went into Ellen, and I and I was like. You look amazing, like, and she looks real and like a beautiful. Do you think that's woman. A, a good and, tip but, <laughs> of how no, to pick a derm? But for me, it is. I mean, I I have to say, you know, so often you hear, "Don't judge a book by its cover," but when it comes to that kind of thing, I have to I say, know, I, I think do you have to. Yeah. Now I let's agree. talk
2: about your hair because you have this beautiful, like, mane of curly hair. For what 30,
0: you, how long has it been, 40 years? I remember your ads had hair. your
1: picture in them, and you had the curly, like. Then
0: I could, you know why I always did it, so I could shove my brushes in my hair when yeah, I was like, working. Yeah, you were the top knot
2: before this I, was yeah. the thing. Oh, my I God. I was a
0: top knot way before a top knot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, so what's the deal? And you would think I'm kidding,
0: but I can pull tighter and tighter, and it does help a little bit. No fillers, but just pull that, just ponytail that ponytail a little top tighter. Top Natural <laughs>
2: facelift. Um, what do what you use in your Orban. hair? Def super shine. Oh yeah, that was a dumb question. Well, you <laughs> never know.
0: <laughs> you never know, but I do. I love the super shine because I cannot stand if something feels super crunchy. shine spray. Is no, it it's a moisture sh- cream. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, okay. just moisture cream super because shine, I cannot cream. like if anything gets remotely crunchy, it freaks me out. Okay, we, no,
1: I've always wanted to ask this, and now I'm going to because that's what fat mascara is for. Is there a rubber band in there? There is bobby one rubber band, and then and then you I have pull one. Through. No, and I pull it through, and then I have
0: one clip. Oh, just hold oh. that. You like oh. like, pin almost whatever it's called. I don't know, but I usually I don't even have that because you know. But literally, it's like sometimes it can get a little tilted to one side. How much or whatever, hair is in there if
1: you take that down?
0: Um, well, now it's been, it's so much much fun. Oh my God. You guys would die
3: if you saw (gasps) it. (gasps) Oh my my. God. I would love that. Oh my God. I look
2: crazy. Grace Coddington eating her heart out. That'd be so cool. Yeah.
0: Grace (laughs) and I have very, like it, it (laughs) is. It's very Grace.
2: Now what, um, do you, do you color? Do you color your hair? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I color it. Um, I would be very gray. Really? I said, I was like, God, I wonder if I should try. My kids are like, No. Don't think so. Like, don't even think about it. So um, (laughs) now I'm going to Marie Robinson because they opened a place in Miami so I can have consistency between because sometimes you get really messed up when you're like living in New York and then going to Miami. It's like, oh, my God, it becomes I, I look like a wreck. But now I've got consistency.
2: <laughs> I can't imagine her looking like a rat. No, like, I mean, you're kind of in the business. I'm sure yeah. you could
0: find someone to fix it yeah. for you. Yeah. Like no, some, I got back from Miami and someone's like, you're so blonde. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh my God. You know, you lose perspective. Yeah. That, yeah. that mirror yeah. plays a funky thing. That's yeah. why, you know, as girlfriends... You always have to tell somebody when it's like too much or whatever. You got to say something. We, we
1: try and keep it real
3: with each other. Yeah. for sure. <laughs>
1: remember, I was like, just a shaping. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> it's time for a haircut. Yeah. Um. Okay. We can't let anybody leave without talking fragrance. You did a fragrance, actually. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um. What do you wear now? Like, what are some of your? You favorites? know, there's
0: um a new one that my husband bought me, and I'm it's it's I love it, and it's very. I think it's Maj A-M-O-U-G-E, something mm-hmm. like that, it, but it's like a there very... There be an A in there, yes, another A. But, mm-hmm. It's which something one, like is, that.
2: Which one, which one? Uh, oh, shit.
1: Someone, another guest had mentioned that for yeah. you. I,
0: I, don't, I don't remember the name of the one I have, but it's like, first of all, I think the packaging is so chic and so beautiful. They're very um, complicated scents, and... Yeah, I'm a huge fan. We're gonna have right. to
1: check your cabinet for the blog, so we know which. Yeah, one for I sure. will. I'll let and you he know. He picks it out, and he has good taste. He loves That's fragrance. Daniel is like he, he is wear? a
0: fragrance junkie. He buys fragrance like, I mean, he wears his own because Orbe does have a fragrance, but he's constantly checking fragrances as well. So, literally, I think his fragrance assortment is more than mine.
2: Hmm,
3: keeping it all in the face. Very
2: cool. Yeah, this was good. Yeah, we Good got deep, chat. not we? and <laughs> then <was> shallow. <laughs> but it's,
1: it but it's all It was fun. Thank you so much for coming and filling us in on um, what's going on in your life.
0: Thank you. Hopefully, more to come. You of never course. know. You'll come. I'll back. be back. I feel, oh, like yeah.
2: I feel like you've done a lot.
0: <laughs> I know everyone. I'm, I keep hearing everyone talking about their third act. I'm like, oh, oh come oh, on, come I gotta on. be there.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll give you some downtime. Go, go to my <laughs> Put on some sunscreen. Chill out.
0: Thank you. So fun.
1: Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga latis in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess is booty day and we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, Gua Sha learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe moves, Time to raise a wand. Also, it was awesome to have Sonia here. That was a great interview. That was great. So, happy booby special day in October. What are you raising a wand to? Jen, what are you raising a wand to? Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) Okay. So, long-time listeners will remember, last year, when it got cold out, I talked about my favorite fruit snack of the season. (laughs) It was Clementine's. I go, I'm a seasonal fruit lover, okay?
2: Is it kumquats right
1: now? No, it's a honey crisp apple. Who does not love a honey crisp? Right?
2: Our producer's like shaking in the background. They're enormous.
1: This is the thing about apples. I'm really about to go into this right now. Apples are good, right? They can get mealy at other times of the year. We are in peak apple season, people. I don't know if you live in the Northeast like us. Even if you don't, we're shipping our apples all over the country (laughs) and the world. (laughs) Our New York apples are delicious. Just they're just so good right now and crisp and juicy and I I'm calling out Honey Crisp like a Fuji too sometimes maybe a Granny Smith. Do but. you eat
2: them alone or do you put some peanut butter on them? No, I just bite into it all crisp. <laughs> I don't even need to cut it. I like I like it whole the way nature meant it to be. I used to eat apples all the time and I used to eat the core and someone looked at me like I was. I a have a demon. friend who does that the seeds too. No, I spit the seeds out. But like you went really really close to it yeah, there. There was and like and a no. someone nub. looked at me like
1: I. Ate their baby. Yeah, you're like a vampire or something. I leave a nice, perfect, like you know that weird hourglassy shape that's left when you eat out. No all the good waste, Jen.
2: Meat. Zero waste positive. <laughs> yes.
1: You're a carbon
2: carbon net yes, positive over there. Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. I hope you're doing a
2: beauty product because no, I just. No, I'm ra- not doing a beauty product. Oh, no. You know what? No. Let's 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 uh, keep, it, uh, fresh. Okay, keep it fresh. Okay. Raising wants to apples and. Um, I have an Instagram account that I really love. The hair historian. Okay, that's semi-beauty then. And yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so it marries my love of art history with my love of beauty. And it's all great hair. It's all great, like, um, paintings and, you know, illustrations and oh, sketches. Oh, cool. And there's no photography. So um, hair historian, is this intentional? I think it might be. I mean, it would mess up the grid. Look at this. All of this. Um, is it hair historian at, or hair historian? At, at the hair historian. No okay. funky spellings just the most amazing styles like look at this gorgeous pre-raphaelite hair pre-raphaelite look ha- at that it's, stud- it's stunning um everything is i don't see any modern art in here yet i don't know maybe i'm not looking hard enough but just really cool. I just kind of get lost in this.
1: Now, are you gonna? Re- oh, please
2: do not be doing the. What was that? That was Look like John Asian Adams' art. wife
1: with some weird curly cues, right no, there. No,
2: this is an inspiration for my own hair. Because okay. the styles are really wild, and some of them are actually. You know what? Maybe some of them are a little inspiring. Uh oh, wedding, wedding hair. Wedding okay, hair. Okay, Vogue, nineteen fifty. So there is some contemporary. Art. Okay, that's okay, a cool um, account. But it's a it's a great account. It's really creative. Um, I think I just saw Picasso. Um, It's really, really, really. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most like, that was like out of a a satire. I think I just saw Picasso. Um, (laughs) I just think it's really creative and fun and I was really happy to discover it. At the Hair Historian. Bye. Bye thank you so much for listening we're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that but if you really want to help us out which would be amazing please go over to itunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars Five please. That would be incredible.
1: And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at Fatmascara or email us at infofatmascara.com. At we'll
2: even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh.